Hey, what's up guys? Thank you for joining me for our video today. My name is Dr. Tom LeHue and this is my channel. And uh, I wanna welcome you to my channel. And uh, we're here to uh, explore the Enneagram and understand you know, ourselves better and um, be more compassionate with ourselves, more compassionate with others as we grow in our, in our appreciation for how we're made and, and how we're wired. Um, <clears throat> if you haven't um, subscribed yet, please subscribe to my channel. And uh, in the description below is my website, uh, tomlehue.com. And um, I, I want to encourage you if you need any help or you feel stuck in life or your relationships, marriage, parenting, um, or just help with the Enneagram, I do offer coaching appointments and um, those fill up pretty fast. So uh, I would love to, to work with you and speak with you. Um, thank you to my patrons for supporting this channel. I really appreciate your help and uh, your encouragement. Um, let's get started. Today we're gonna talk about uh, the motivation of the nine and how to help the nine find their motivation for life. And um, when I think about this topic, you know, sometimes nines, because they can see everybody's perspective so well, they often lose sight of their own perspective. They often lose sight of you know, what makes them tick or what makes them unique or what makes them special or different. And they can see everybody else's side of view. They can see everybody else's, you know, uh, perspective and they sometimes can't formulate their own. I'm sure it's not true of all nines. I know there's probably nines watching this thinking, I know exactly what I want in life. Okay, then this video is not for you. Um, this is for those nines that sometimes can feel overwhelmed with making decisions, with establishing their own priorities, with feeling like, you know, anything is fine. Um, and you feel the pressure from the world around you to make decisions on what you want to do in life and where you want to go and where you want to live and all of these major decisions in life. It just seems like can be overwhelming sometimes for a nine because they quite literally could see themselves in any scenario and be okay. So if you're okay with any color, how do you choose a color? If you're okay with any um, person that you might date, then how do you choose somebody to date? If you're okay with any city you might live in, then how are you, uh, how are you possibly supposed to choose one over another? And then, like I said, you've got all this pressure around you sometimes from well-meaning, well-intentioned people like myself who are saying to you, make a decision, make a choice. You know, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? And and it can be a little overwhelming, I think, for a nine to try to figure out the answer to that question. What do I want? At the lowest level <clears throat> of health, of self-mastery, we might say, at the lowest level of self-mastery, you could call the nine the sleeper. And this is quite literally somebody that has, um, you know, gone to sleep to the major parts of life. Um, they've become content with whatever, and they said yes to almost everything. And they um, really, they're not saying yes. Remember in the other videos I talked about this, they're, they're simply saying it's fine. Um, but they're not really exercising their will of yes, you know, their power of yes. Um, and they're not really saying no to anything either. They're just kind of going along with life, going with the flow, going with the current. 
And this process is called narcotization. Narcotization is um, sort of the self-defense mechanism that nines use in dulling down and numbing out their emotions, numbing out and dulling down their desires and their wants. Therefore, they, they remember that the key to nineness is that fear of losing connection. Nines want to be connected to others. They want to be connected to the powerful people in their life, to the dominant people in their life. And so if they exercise their own will and exercise their own um, desires and state their emotions, then they run the risk of separating from the people that are important to them. The people that are important to them could be upset with them and, and want to distance themselves because of those views the nine holds or because of the attitudes or the behaviors or the desires of the nine. So the nine narcotizes those. And this is not a conscious process, okay? This is not something that the nine necessarily realizes is going on. The whole point of being a sleeper is you're unconscious, okay? So this is an unconscious decision. I mean, it's not something that cognitively they're sitting around thinking about, oh, well, if I just die to myself, if I just die to my wants and desires and opinions, then other people won't have a problem with me. It's not a conscious decision. It's a, it's a sleepy decision, okay? And the nine at the lowest level of their health is called a sleeper. At a moderate level of health, the nine is called a harmonizer, okay? A harmonizer. Um, working um, to bring people together, working to bring um, understanding and harmony to the groups they're in, working to help people see other sides of positions um, in a harmonizing way. And harmonizer sounds a lot better than sleeper. Um, and harmonizer is a great thing to be. Um, the problem though, we might ask is, at what expense to yourself is all of this harmonizing costing you? Um, it must be difficult to have to intervene all the time in people's lives to establish harmony. And what do you have to sacrifice in order to be a harmonizer? Um, and again, this isn't a conscious decision that the nine is deciding, I'm going to sacrifice my will and my desires. At the highest level of nineness, we might say is the focused um, individual, the fully conscious focused, the fully conscious, the fully awake um, individual. And um, I got that list from this book, Bringing Out the Best in Everyone You Coach, uh, based on the Enneagram by Ginger uh, Bogda. So that the highest level of nineness is the fully conscious individual. This person is awake. This person has woken up. They are aware they know who they are, they know what they want in life, and they know that they are separate from others. They're an individual. They know that that Bob has his views, and Sally has her views, and I have my views, and Bob has his wants and desires, and I have my wants and desires. And, and he has his uh, dreams in life, and I have mine. An individual, separate. I have my own yard, I have my own fence, I have my own distinct manner, way, and taste, and views on things. Now, when the nine doesn't understand their own motivation, because they are a piece 
loving person and a peacemaking or a peacekeeping person, they will sometimes adopt the motivations of the other types. So if a nine doesn't understand their core motivation, um, they will begin to absorb the motivations that drive the other types. For example, a three is driven by a desire to achieve, to accomplish, you know, to put their best foot forward, to be a winner. And so the nine goes to their seminar, let's say that way, the nine goes to the three seminar, hears all of that and says, wow, that seems good to me. I think I'll try that. And so the nine, you know, does all of the things threes do, gets motivated, builds a network, you know, works hard, and it'll last for a few months, but then it will eventually wane out in its influence over their life because ultimately the nine is not a three. Or the nine will go to the seminar, you know, put on by the, um, by the seven or by the, um, uh, you know, by the eight or by the four and they will get in touch with their creative side and they will, you know, explore, you know, what it means to be an individual or whatever. They will pick up at times the motivating drives of the other types when they are around those other types. And those will sustain the nine temporarily, but they will never fuel the nine for long-term growth and success quote unquote success, because it's not the core motivation of the nine. The nine must discover their own core motivation in life in order to tap into an energy source that is powerful enough to wake them up out of their sleep and move them toward being a fully conscious and focused individual. The core motivation of the nine is the desire to have, maintain, acquire peace, tranquility, harmony, balance. And there's probably a lot of other words that we could put in there. But think about peace and harmony. Or think about balance and tranquility. That's the core motivation of the nine. And you say, okay, well, what does that mean? It means that everything the nine does is going to be driven by that desire to maintain and acquire peacefulness in their life. One of the reasons that the nine, you know, has a hard time and a difficult time knowing what to do in life is because that core motivation of peace is so strong that it drives them to keep the peace with all the people in their lives that are trying to guide them. And so because mom thinks I should go back to dental school and dad thinks I should go work for Uncle Billy in his auto parts store, well, I guess maybe I should keep the peace and they'll find themselves going and doing jobs or even dating people or hanging out with quote unquote friends that they really don't necessarily, when they can stop and get some distance and think about it, they don't want to work at the auto parts store. They don't want to go back to dental school. They don't really enjoy being around this set of friends. But that drive for peace and tranquility and harmony is so great and so strong, the nine will find themselves going along with others' agendas rather than pursuing their own agenda. And in a sense, they are pursuing their own agenda, but they have too small of a vision for acquiring that peace. 
So they're working out of their motivation for peacefulness or peacekeeping. But let's put it this way. They're accepting the short run of peace rather than working to attain the long run of peace and tranquility. Okay, so how does the desire to work for peace and tranquility and harmony, how does that become a driving, powerful, motivating force that can wake up the nine? All right, well, let's let's take a few areas of life, okay? Let's think about a few areas of life. Let's talk about diet and health, okay? Now, if in the short term, if the focus of the attention of the nine is on short-term peace and harmony, then watch what they'll do. Mom makes a bunch of fried food and, you know, biscuits and gravy and all these unhealthy desserts and all this, you know, unhealthy choices. The nine, being a comfort-seeking person, you know, that's already going to be very attractive to them to eat all of that kind of food. They're going to be attracted to that food because it's comforting. It's comfortable. It tastes good. Okay. It's pleasurable. And, you know, they don't want to have any kind of disharmony or disconnection with mom who's made all of this food. And it would be rude after all for me to say, mom, I don't want to eat this because I'm trying to be healthy. So the nine looking for the short-term reward with a very small view of life decides that it is in their best interest to, to eat all of this food. Because after all, it's comforting and I want to keep the peace between me and everybody else. I don't want to be a problem. I don't want to upset everybody and I don't want to, you know, frustrate mom. So I'll just eat this food. It's fine. Whatever is set in front of me is fine. And so they eat this food and they become unhealthy. But think of the long-term effect of this. What is the long-term effect of ignoring a healthy diet? What is the long-term effect of not exercising, of not getting the rest you need, of not taking your vitamins, not, not, not living a healthy lifestyle? What's the long-term effect of these choices? The long-term effect of this is you are creating an unbalanced state for your health. In other words, your health is going to become jeopardized because of these decisions and you will find yourself going to the doctor maybe at a young age with problems that that you could have avoided had you made wiser decisions so let's put it this way if you keep eating this diet your peace and harmony and tranquility is going to be disturbed because you're gonna end up at the doctor with possibly diabetes, heart disease, overweight. You're gonna to have to constantly change your, your clothes, you know, and upsize your clothes. You're going to feel terrible. You won't be able to tie your own shoes. You're going to be out of breath. You're, you're gonna have high blood pressure and you're gonna to have to take all kinds of medications. And you see all of that disturbing stuff that's coming for you. If you had a longer view of life, then eating a healthy diet becomes important to you because I want to, at the, at the long term of my life, live in peace, harmony, and tranquility. So I will do these difficult things now. I will make these difficult decisions now in order to maintain and have that peace and harmony in my health in the future. And that desire to have peace and harmony long term in your health can become a powerful motivator for you to make changes right now that might be difficult that you wouldn't otherwise make, 
but because you desire to have peace, harmony, tranquility in your health, it becomes a powerful motivator for you to eat a healthy diet and to get up off the couch and to exercise now. That's true of every area of your life. Every area of your life. If you want to have financial peace and tranquility and financial harmony, then what decisions do you need to make in order to, to have that for the rest of your life? Well, you're going to have to go to school, maybe. You're going to have to get a job. You're going to have to acquire new skills. And you're going to have to apply yourself. And you're going to have to work, you know, 40-hour a week or plus or more. You're going to have to save. You're going to have to be careful with your spending. Do you see all of the motivating force that is there when you think in terms of, I want to have peace with my finances. I want to live in financial peace. I don't want to live in financial chaos. I don't want to live in financial ruin. I want to have financial peace over the long haul of my life. So that means now I need to be motivated to make some important choices and decisions now in order to protect that future long-term financial peace. So think about your health. Think about your finances. Think about your relationships. Think about your... Um, your your mental health or your mindfulness. Um, this can apply to every area of your life. When you accept that your core motivation is peace and harmony, then that is worth protecting. Do you see how your, your, your wing eight now must come out and defend the decisions that your three, your three is now holding up signs saying, hey, you better eat right. Hey, you better get your rest. Hey, you better get your schoolwork done. If you want to get that job that's going to provide financial peace, then you better apply yourself. So your three starts to show up and give you all these goals as to how to attain real financial peace, real health and physical peace, real relationship peace in your life. It's worth working on your marriage. It's worth being invested in your children's lives because I want family peace. I want family tranquility. I want, I, and so the three starts to give you all these goals and the eight shows up and says, these goals are worth protecting. I don't want to live in chaos. I don't want to live in clutter. I don't want to live in discord and disharmony. So I will push out all those things. And yes, sometimes even people in my life that are going to destroy and disrupt my long-term harmony and peace and tranquility in life. This is a powerful motivator if the nine will realize it and accept it in their life. I don't know if I've shared this illustration, so I saved it to the end. If I already did or you already heard it, then you can just stop the video now. But if you haven't, this is a powerful metaphor, I think, for the nine, especially the nine wing one. Okay, Imagine that you're sitting at your, your mom's table for breakfast. And she's just, you know, served breakfast. Or your dad. I'm not trying to say mom's the only one that can cook food. I cook a lot of food in my house. So let's say let's say you're sitting at the breakfast table. You're just done eating breakfast. And uh, it's a beautiful day. It's sunny outside. There's been a lot of work and problems in your life, you know, the last week. And so you're a little bit exhausted from the all of it. And you're ready for just, you know, a day for yourself. Just to like chill out, relax, re-energize. And, you know mom's talked about how some of her friends are coming over today and you just don't necessarily want to be in the middle of all that noise and chaos. And so you think to yourself, you know what I really should do? I really should get up from this table and go down to the edge of town. There's a park 
a beautiful park, you know, with a river and a stream, you know, there's birds, there's ducks, there's children playing, there's couples enjoying the day uh, at the park, you know, and you got this beautiful skylight of the skyline of the city that you can see. And on the other edge is a forest and it's just the most tranquil, harmonious, you know, place for you to get grounded. And you just think, man, I would really just love to go to the park maybe take the dog to the park and just spend a few hours just getting centered, just, you know, finding some peace and tranquility in my life. And so you kind of adopt that little plan in your head as to what you're going to do. But then what happens? You know, the wheels start turning and you think about how much this is going to cost you. And you start to think, well, you know, if I want to go to the park, then I have to get up and get dressed. Ah, I got to get up and get my teeth brushed and, you know, comb my hair and, uh, and then the dog, you know, sometimes wants to pull on the leash and sometimes causes problems. I don't know. And then, you know, you start to think about, I got to go down there and stand at the bus stop. Man, I hate getting on the bus. All those people on the bus, they always want to talk to you and the bus drivers, you know, always grumpy. And then there's so much dirt in the city and there's so much litter in the city and there's so many, you know, so much noise and pollution and all this to, to get to the park. And then, you know, golly, I'm going to have to tell mom that's what I want to do. And I think she's kind of hoping I'll be here uh, when all of her friends are here because, you know, they're going to want to hear about my my latest adventure, you know, backpacking. Um, and so I don't know if I tell mom I don't want to stay for her get together today she might be upset and i think dad wants me to cut the grass i you know what i think i'll just try to enjoy the peace of sitting at mom's table i think i'll just forget about the park and just let that go because it seems like too much effort it seems like too much work it seems like i'm going to upset people it seems like a lot of frustration. I think I'll just try to enjoy the peacefulness of sitting at mom's kitchen table. And to me, that metaphor really helps me summarize what I think is happening in the nine. Okay, they've kind of given up on the big dream for themselves. You know, finding that tranquil place in life, finding that harmony in life. And, and so it seems, you know, like, is it really worth the effort to go back to school, to, to put myself out there? You know, is it really worth the effort to apply for those jobs? Is it really worth the effort to, to call that, that, that special person up and ask for a date? Is it really worth the effort, you know, uh, am I going to upset everybody? Is it, am I going to be a problem? And, you know, I'm really fine with just sitting here. And so maybe, you know, I'll just give up this big dream of this, this peace and tranquility and this harmonious life and, and all that it means, because it seems like a lot of difficult steps to get there. So I'll just try to enjoy as best as I can you know, the peacefulness of just being here. And and after all, doesn't Dr. Tom say be present to life? And so I'm just going to be present right here at mom's table. And, and this is good enough.
and this is fine the way it is. And after all, you know, I kind of like mom anyway and like being around mom. So I think I'll just, I think I'll just, you know, call it a day and just settle right here. And I think, you know, this is what nines sometimes gets them in trouble is their desire for peacefulness um, causes them to accept far less than what they're capable of. Their desire for peacefulness uh, causes them to sometimes keep peace when maybe they should be making peace. You know, peacekeeping is not the same thing as peacemaking. Uh, keep Peacekeeping is just, I'll do whatever so I'm not a problem. I'll minimize and mitigate myself and my, my views and my life for other people's benefit or what I think is other people's benefit. Peacemaking is about you um, going out where the chaos is and causing it to have peace when it didn't. Think about how motivating that is, guys, to become a peacemaker. How many people and how many organizations, let's just start there, how many organizations and businesses are not places where there is peacefulness? In other words, everybody's driven by their compulsions. You know, people are driven by, I need to be on top and my way's the right way and I just want to have fun and uh, it's us against them. And, and every type is driven by their compulsions to be better than everybody else or to stand out. And then they're all trying to work together in businesses and organizations and they find themselves twisted and turned against each other and arguing and debating and fighting each other. And there's no what? Peace or harmony. They're not working in peaceful, harmonious ways. Now think about you as a nine. Your life's goal, your motivating force is peace and harmony. Could you be of benefit to those organizations and businesses? Could you be of benefit to those school systems? Could you be of benefit to those hospitals, to those churches? Absolutely you could. If you will motivate yourself with that to be a power to go out into that chaos and bring peace and harmony. In other words, there are people right now who are bosses who are dictators. There are people out there who are bosses who don't put their employees first, who don't put their customers first, who put themselves first. There are managers who don't want uh, other people to be heard. They want other people to hear them. Think how different the, the environment could be in a workplace, if there were at least a few nines out there who would take responsibility as managers, who would work to bring harmony to those businesses, who would say, who would come in as a manager and say, it's not about me. I'm here for these employees. I'm here to make their lives more peaceful and more harmonious, to help them become all they can be. I'm here to develop these employees so that we are there for those customers. Think of that power in that, that I'm gonna put myself out there as a nine to develop people and to develop a harmonious, peaceful working environment so these people can become and do all that they're created to do and all that they're gifted to do. And I can take myself out of it because I'm a nine. I'm here for them. I'm here so that this work environment can be a much more peaceful place, a much more tranquil place that yes, 
can accomplish all of those great objectives, but do it in a way where everybody's heard and do it in a way where everybody, you know, is a part of the team, where everybody buys into the vision and the mission and where everybody is supported. That's what nines can go create. That's nines deciding it's worth the effort to go to the park and to put themselves out in the public spotlight as a peace bringer, as a peacemaker, as a harmony giver. But that's never going to happen at mom's table if you settle for, eh, it's good enough the way it is. And those of you guys that, you know, are threes and eights and sevens and sixes and whatever you are, fives and your managers, we could all benefit from adopting some of that nineness in our own management style to, to try to take ourselves out of it sometimes and just be there to develop others and be there to support others. All right. So when a nine wakes up to this, man, they're waking up to their motivating driving force in life. And I think hopefully my, my hope is, is once you see this, that I, that being driven toward peace and harmony can actually make me very productive it can make me very productive and very motivated that I want to go create those garden spaces for people because it's every time a nine wakes up to this and they put themselves out there, it's like they're going to the, they can go into any broken rundown area of the city and say, I envision a garden here. I envision a tranquil garden space here. Let's, let's transform this broken rundown, dangerous little block, this city block into a garden space. Okay. And so when they go into those school systems and those corporations and those hospitals and those what families, wherever they may find themselves, your, your objective, your driving motivation is let's turn this broken, frustrated, upset, dysfunctional, angry, chaotic, dangerous business environment into one of peacefulness, tranquility, and harmony. And that's worth waking up to. Thank you guys. Be present to life.